We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. What pop culture character were you obsessed with? Let us know, 651-641-1071, because Holly was obsessed with one, and she's got a story as to why. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm the Bradley. Colleen will be back on uh, next Monday. Uh, here's the thing. We all love a good nostalgia experience, and Holly wants us to think about those pop culture characters we were obsessed with. Holly, why are we... Asking this question. Yeah, 651-641-1071. If you want to share the pop culture character that you were obsessed with when you were a kid, call us again, 651-641-1071. So right now, Bradley, my parents are doing a thorough investigation of their home, meaning they're going through stuff and they are throwing it away. Okay, so they're just like getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they're getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Love it. They saved every single darn project that I ever did in my life. Oh, that's adorable, though. It is. But that also sounds very dusty. Yeah, I'm a little... My allergies are, yeah. Today. But going through some of these old pieces of uh, art, I suppose, in loose terms, art, projects, whatnot, clearly there is a through-line obsession when I was about five or six years old. And that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. I was obsessed to them to a degree that even I didn't understand. Until looking back at all of this stuff, I incorporated Ninja Turtles into every facet of my being. Like, like, give me the most cringy Ninja Turtle uh, experience for you during that time. <laughs> like, was it a pair of, you know, Ninja Turtle underpants? Uh, if only. Now, I was Raphael for Halloween when I was in first grade. Oh, I, I've seen this. Well, no, I've seen you. I've, have I seen you dressed up as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Uh, not recently, but I think you have seen that photograph. Okay. But everything that the that was asked of me, you know, art projects or describing myself, there was always a Ninja Turtle component to it. And yeah. it's like, wow, I was really obsessed. Okay, so Holly was obsessed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and... Uh, listeners are calling in 651-641-1071 with the pop culture characters they were obsessed with. And, you know, I, there are, I'm still obsessed with things there. Uh, it's a journey. I know for myself, one of the first one, or I shouldn't say one of the first ones, but one of the strongest ones was Dr. Who, you know, like I had the calendar, I would yeah. cut out like the pictures and like put them on my wall. Did you do school projects about Dr. Who? You know, I did not do that. My equi- oh, I, I don't even want to say my equivalent to that, but like I had a very I had like history obsessions 
Like I went through a World War II obsession and I was obsessed with everything about World War II. And I watched like every documentary I could watch or every TV show. Herman Wilkes. Uh, what was the Herman Woke series? Not the Winds of War. That was the first one. But the second one. Anyway, um, I went through a, a World War II phase. And uh, yeah, just really weird phases as a kid. So not so much pop culture. I was, <laughs> that's a different conversation. Um, we've got people on the line. Yes. Should we take Mike? Yeah, let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, what was the pop culture character you were obsessed with as a kid? Hey, Mike. Hey, sorry. Uh, I was obsessed with Freddie Mercury. Oh, okay. Uh, tell me about your Freddie Mercury obsession. Yeah, so sometimes you'd see him in videos wearing like weird satin outfits with wings and makeup, and then other times you'd see him with a mustache, so I thought he was just really colorful and strange. Yeah. And um, and then, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody was such a weird, amazing song. And then the fact that knowing that he died from AIDS when it was absolutely terrifying and, and a pandemic, uh, it was just very intriguing to me. So his story resonated with you, or you you felt connected to that story in some way? Yep, it to- totally, yes. Awesome. Thank you, Mike, for sharing that story. So Freddie Mercury for Mike, and uh, we've got Darren on the line. Let's go to Darren and find out who his pop culture obsession was. Hey, Darren. Hi. Who is your pop culture obsession? Looney Tunes. Oh, tell us about your Looney Tunes love. Holly, I think, can relate. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you about a cartoon uh, called Goldie Mouse and the Three Bears. And Goldie Mouse comes up to a m- mouse trap and she sees this cheese. So she says, cheese, I love love cheese, really I do. So when anyone says cheese, like in my house, I go, I just love cheese, really I do. That's <laughs> just like Goldilocks and the, and the cheese. Thank you, Darren. Well, that's the thing about pop culture obsessions when you were younger is that they become a part of you yeah. in a way yeah. that has just become so organic, just like with Darren. It's like you reference these things throughout your entire life and they become the fabric of your being. Yeah, and people are like, why are you saying that? What are you doing? Yeah. All right, so Holly, um, we've got one more person on the line. Let us go to Mary. Mary's going to have the last word. Hey, Mary. Hi. Who is your pop culture obsession? Um, Don Adams from Get Smart. Oh, why? Because oh, he was just I was I thought he was so handsome, mm. and he was clever. He had a shoe phone. I used to draw a phone on my shoe when I was in grade school. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it! Oh. and yes, he was, and I always wanted to be Agent Ninety Nine. Oh, and that was his sidekick, right? Yeah, well, his girlfriend—they got married and they had twins. Oh, by you the know, way. gosh! Well, of course you would know that, Mary. Of course I didn't because you were the one obsessed. So that makes well, perfect sense, right? World, well worth it. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Yeah, and then missed it by that much. much. Also, if you were you if you were a millennial and you didn't watch Get Smart, pretty sure that you watched another Don Adams television show, Inspector Gadget. Oh, do 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 do. Don do Adams was the voice of Inspector Gadget. I will say that made me that knocked one loose for me, which was the Chipmunks. I went through a Chipmunk phase. Oh yeah, and I had my favorite toy of all time was the Chipmunk. It was like a theater. It was like a playset where it was a stage. And they were like, I don't know why I should go back and like figure out what that was all about. But it was basically a stage 
and like a theater and they could get on the stage and you know act out little performances i loved that thing. yeah because and i had it, records oh i'd like to take this opportunity bradley before we go to break speaking of the chipmunks i'd like to formally apologize to my parents mm. because we made them listen to chipmunk music oh. in the 80s yeah the chipmunks sing Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> the chipmunks. Girl. Oh, so I it's just, basically <laughs> just playing everything at 45 or whatever the speed was, right? Like you just like great gimmick. Great. Yeah. Also, before we leave, pop culture obsessions, the chipmunks, things getting into your head. Why do you say that? Bradley, did you ever have a chance to watch the movie The Chipmunk Adventure? I don't think so. They have a nanny person who sings Rosemary Clooney's Come On to My House, My, my house, house, I'm Gonna, gonna Made You Candy. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Well, you know, why ask why? Just enjoy the ride, why? man. Why? Come on to my why? house, my, my house. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll give you some candy when we come back. Hey. No. Oh, no, because Holly oh, no. is actually bad segue. Holly's going to tell us what the kids are doing. Ah! Hey. Want some candy? No, we're going to try to explain to you what the heck gentle minions are. Okay, gentle minions. Holly will explain it when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Holly Roberts is going to translate what the kids are doing for us because it doesn't make sense anymore. What are gentle minions? I don't know, but Holly does. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. And uh, Holly's going to explain for us what gentle minions is slash are. Assuming those are people or something. What, what's a gentle minion, Holly? It's a pop culture phenomenon, Bradley. Over I'm a, old. Oh, my goodness. Where is that? Okay. Hold on a second, Bradley. I know. It's true. I mean, you know, I, I think can't we... can't help it. I mean, we all are. Here's the thing. I'm an old man. I hate everything but Matlock. Who is that now? Colleen and Bradley are old. Yep. Yep. Now, over the 4th of July holiday weekend, Bradley, Minions, The Rise of Gru dominated the box office. In fact, Bradley, the movie smashed 4th of July box office records, opening with $125 million. That's not nothing. Beating the previous record holder of 2011's Transformers Dark Side of the Moon. Now, it may have beaten box office records, whether or not people actually wanted to go see the movie because they just love those adorable little Twinkie things that don't talk. Yep. Or they could have been doing it ironically because they were following the gentle minion TikTok phenomenon. I honestly, I saw something about somebody posted a sign that a theater had put up that was like, don't do the gentle minions thing. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. I don't have time to Google that. What is this all about? Oh, my gosh. Well, this is what the teens are doing with their free time. Bradley <laughs> gentle minions is a hashtag that's popular and has gone viral over on the TikTok, which is a social media platform that's popular with the teens. Yeah. And, and it's popular with a lot of other folks as yeah, well. No, but, sure. but that's where the teens are going. The teens aren't on Facebook anymore. They're not even really on Instagram. Twitter, forget it. No, they're on TikTok. So, gentle minions, hashtag gentle minions. This is what happens with the viral hashtag. Kids get dressed up in suits. They show up at a movie theater and then they watch the movie Minions, The Rise of Gru. And then they cheer during sections of the movie. Okay, so. And get rowdy. Literally, they're just 
guys wearing suits watching a movie. Guys in suits watching a movie. They have hand gestures that they make. Clearly, they have studied and followed the hashtag gentle minions. Now, if you click on the BBC article that I've provided for you, Bradley, in there, there is a TikTok of a bunch of teens dressed in suits. Okay. Watching minions, the rise of Gru. So they pay for a ticket. Yep. They're not like stealing their or sneaking in. No, they're not sneaking in. They're literally just going to see a movie and they're all wearing the same clothes. Yes. I mean, I did this when Batman, uh, when the, the new Batman movie with Michael Keaton came out, we all wore a Batman shirt and went to see it opening yeah. night. But well, I don't you- get what's, are they like, like tearing theaters apart? Are they throwing popcorn at each other? I mean, everything you've explained so far with Gentle Minions, it sounds like kind of just, you know, some fun kids are having. And by the way, they're getting dressed up in suits. Yeah, and they're doing hand gestures. Not inappropriate hand gestures. More like, you know, meddling supervillain hand gestures. Perhaps Gru does this thing with his hands. Okay. So it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show slash, slash Sound of Music. Yeah, but apparently they're not behaving themselves, Bradley, once they get into the movie theater. They're shouting. They're being rowdy. There's one movie theater in the UK that canceled viewings of Minions, The Rise of Gru because of the stunningly bad behavior of these gentle minions, including vandalism, throwing objects and abusing staff. All right. So that's where you lost me, because up till that point, I thought these were just kids doing something fun and cool and sort of viral. No. But at the point that you're like turning trash cans upside down or, you know. Uh, annoying the people sitting next to you. Okay, I'm done with yeah. that. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the movie theaters are like, won't somebody please think of the children? Legitimately, because arguably the target audience for this movie are small children. And then you've got a bunch of teenagers coming in in their suits and they're yelling things and they're trying to make this an audience participation thing when the screening at 11 a.m. in your local suburb is yeah, not just made the, for that. Give these kids like a special, like you want to do the gentle minions thing. I mean, don't, you know, tear things up or whatever, or, like be obnoxious, but you want to have fun with it. Let's do something fun. Like you, I don't know. I, because I do know that there's this tendency with the world where anytime a bunch of people do something, people just assume immediately it's terrible and bad and must be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe not all the kids who do this are misbehaving. Maybe some of them are actually finding some joy and far be it from us to take what little joy is left in the world away from them. Ah. But if they're not able to sort of, you know, I don't know, my old my old uh, uh, skills go into effect once they start you know quote misbehaving like yeah. if they're throwing stuff well, or they're, yelling yeah and, they're yelling and throwing stuff and then you know you can't help but get a little get off my lawn with the gentleman we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Onion crew. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. This is ironic. This is your, you know, yeah. this is something that kids you... kids have been doing this forever. Don't tell them that. Ever. Don't tell them that they're not original. Yeah. <laughs> in, Remember in when it was like kids on skateboards? Yes. Or like, gosh, everything just so... Not even skateboards, but it would be like, you know, all, kids decided to all start wearing blue t-shirts. And I was like, oh my God. What? That must be wrong. You can't wear blue t-shirts anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally think 10 kids could get together and do something completely uncontroversial. Uh, and adults would be like, oh, that must be horrible. Find out at, you know, 11 why your kids are wearing blue shirts. Oh, my it's gosh. because they're having weird sex and doing drugs. Oh, goodness. But, uh, like you said, there's a line. Yeah, there's a line. If I was encountering... A herd of gentle minions, and I wanted to go and see this movie. Quite frankly, I would be get off my lawn, and I would be like, "Dude, guys, come on! You're being annoying here." I will say, in the story that you sent, Universal Pictures apparently has endorsed the trend, saying on Twitter, "To everyone showing up to Minions in suits, we see you and we love you." Well, of course they love you because they made this movie number one at tickets. the because they're buying tickets. They made this movie the number one at the box office and broke Fourth of July box office records. If you haven't been paying attention in the past couple of years, the movie theater business has you know had its ups and downs. Yeah, and they need to get the kids back. And yeah. I imagine this particular demographic of kids are the ones that uh, you know are going to move the numbers. So they're going to completely. Uh, and there's always going to be some kids that are going to take it too far. Yeah, of course yeah. they are. But, you know, Universal Pictures is looking at their bottom line and they're like, hey, if we've got this authentic viral thing happening around our movie, Gentle Minions, you bet your bottom dollar we're going to be supporting this because, hey, it's about our bottom dollar. Exactly. Oh, the kids. They're still doing things. They're still doing things yeah, and they're fine. They're, they're going to be okay. Yeah. At least they're, you know, they're. Being creative. That's and right. Investing in suits. Oh, I mean, every kid should have a good suit. You know, you never know when a wedding or a funeral is going to show up. That is true. That is very true. Um. Is, uh, okay. So the kids are fine. The kids are fine. They're going. I was going to say, like my old uh, Spidey senses tingle at, at just the mention of minions because I still don't understand that whole like the whole minion thing. Minions. I just don't, minions don't make sense to me. Let me try to explain it this understand. way. Bradley, do you know Mr. Bean? Oh, yeah. Of course I do. Do you like Mr. Bean? I mean, you know, yeah. The same I appeal think. of Mr. Bean is the same appeal of Minions. Meaning that there's a universality. Universal- yeah, they're just fun. They're, they're just fun. To watch. But there's not a lot of meaning underneath. No, the bar for entry is extremely low. low. All right, well, the bar for entry on this show is always low, and it just requires some laughs. And we're going to give those to you on the other side with some crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. We're streaming live and doing Everything entertainment at mytalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back on Monday. Uh, we got some dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, Someone I guess hurt. one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. 
It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida and sometimes other places. Like, well, that's a great question, Holly, Florida. America Schwanz. America Schwanz. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Schwanz, I want to tell you about a guy in Florida who's now facing a felony battery charge, uh, did not involve batteries, for allegedly striking a cop with something. Mm. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to strike police officers. Mm-mm. But that in and of itself was not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. I mean, I imagine, sadly, tragically, people hitting others is all too common. Mm-hmm. What sets this story apart? is the object that was used to hit the police officer. Oh, boy. By one Jason Stoll, 47, who was doing something on a downtown street in St. Petersburg early Saturday when police said, hey, you are in violation of some city ordinances. Stop Mm. doing that. Don't. What was he doing? Oh. And by the way, overtly, it's not going to sound like he was doing much of anything wrong. But when I tell you he didn't have the proper permits, then you understand. So what was he doing on a street corner in St. Petersburg? Um, was he a soliciting business of a salacious yeah. variety? Oh. No, he was a soliciting business. But, huh. you know, in any other world, it would be a normal legal business. Oh, did he have a trench coat full of uh, knockoff watches? Hey. Well, uh, no. But he did potentially have a trench coat full of knock worst. <laughs> or wieners? Did he have his wiener out? No, but he was trying to sell wieners on the street. Oh, okay. So he had a hot dog stand. And yes! He, oh, and he didn't there. have the permits. Exactly. Okay. So investigators say that Jason Stoll, 47, was selling hot dogs on a downtown St. Petersburg street early Saturday when police gave him numerous warnings that he was violating city ordinance. He ignored those warnings, continued to sell hot dogs in the roadway after the street closure permit ended. I, oh, I guess there was a street closure permit that, anyway, it expired. He was asked to take down his hot dog stand, and he continued to attempt to sell wieners in a bun. He just kept whipping them out. Yep, whipping them mm-hmm. out. And that's when he did the thing that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. Oh, no, did he really whip it out? <laughs> no, but he whipped <laughs> it at the head of a police officer. Ah! I mean, an actual hot dog. Boing, 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 boing. Yes. <laughs> Not his hot dog, a ah, hot dog from his stand. Oh, no. He threw at the police officer. Apparently, uh, he was so upset when directed to drop the hot dog that he reportedly became uh, upset and threw the item at the uniformed police officer. The hot dog hit the cop who was not injured, but then arrested Mr. Stoll. After he did try to struggle with police to put him under arrest. Okay, so, so then, he was just, yeah. he was bad news bears. Yeah, so he got he got arrested for throwing the wiener when he just should have just stopped throw, selling the wieners. Yeah, put his wiener they, away. Yeah, put it away. Go sell those wieners somewhere else or at least get a permit to sell your wieners. Yes. You know, uh-huh. I mean, like, do like everybody wow. else. Okay, so from wieners in Florida to... Well, we're going to stay in Florida, Bradley. Oh, okay. Oh, what do you know? And we're going to the happiest place on earth. Waffle House? Second happiest place on earth? 
Oh, it's Florida. Disney World. Yay! Yay. We're going to Walt Disney World in Florida. Okay, why are we going there? Well, because we got to meet a man named David Proudfoot. Mm. David Proudfoot was applying for a job at Walt Disney World, the second happiest place on Earth. I bet they're hiring because, you know, everybody is. That's right. And he wanted to impress his future bosses at Walt Disney World. And so he went above and beyond in the application process. Now, uh, Bradley, I want to tell you that David Proudfoot was applying to be in security at Walt Disney World. Uh. And it's how David applied his extra credit. In the application process, that makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. Extra credit. So he was trying to get extra credit in the, like, hey, I'm such a great guy for this security job. I'm going to do you one better. Yeah. You didn't ask, but. Uh Uh-huh. He was that guy. (sighs) Okay. What was he doing? Yeah. He's a security. He arrested somebody. No. Citizens arrest. No citizens arrest. Uh No, he didn't ambush the country bear jamboree and tackle them on stage. He tore napkins out of a lady's hand because she took too many, and he thought that was that she should put down the napkins, lady. Yeah. Uh, no, he was applying uh. for security, not to be Captain Planet. Okay. Okay. Uh. I'm going to tell you what David Proudfoot did. What did he do? He went right into Walt Disney World in Florida. Okay. And he removed an R2-D2 droid and a game machine. He helped himself. You mean like he stole them? Yeah. Oh. He stole them. Wait, what? But he's trying to get a job doing security by stealing? He sure did. Was it like, here, look, I I, uh, tested out your boundaries and you've got some security holes. I was able to steal. Exactly. Uh, Really? Yeah, that's what David Proudfoot told investigators. He told investigators after being charged, by the way, with grand theft for stealing R2-D2 and obstruction by false information. He told the investigators that he had an application in for Walt Disney World security pending, and he was moving items to show weaknesses in the security of yeah, the resort right. in hopes of getting a better paying job at Walt Disney World. He wanted to show Walt Disney World what a crappy job they were doing in their security department, so much so that you could steal a droid and a video game. So you kind of could see the logic there. It's dumb logic. It's crazy, stupid, idiot logic. Yeah, indeed. I think the better way to have handled that is to perhaps write up a memo. You would think. And say like, hey, if I wanted to, just so you know, I could do... Didn't we used to have a TV show like that? What? Was there a TV show that would be like, like we're going to show you how the airlines are not safe and we're going to try to get through security or some dumb thing? I feel like that happened at some point in time. I just feel like you could have just said like, we noticed... Some obvious holes. And if I were security chief, I would fix those holes. Yeah. You don't actually commit the crime. You don't become the thief. Yeah. Yeah. You don't be Mr. Proudfoot. Okay. So, you know, spoiler alert, David Proudfoot did not get the job at Walt Disney World. And probably is banned from uh, Walt Disney World forever. Yeah. Now, (laughs) this wasn't Mr. Proudfoot's first time. In the world of theft, because apparently, Bradley, just to follow up on him, in January at the Four Seasons Resort in Florida, he was tied to the theft of about $735 worth of bathroom products from the locker room. Okay. And then he was arrested by... I might have done that, but for like 
two shampoos or something. You know, like I always, yeah. whenever we go on a cruise, I always take the little shampoo bottle well, and that, the lotion because I use that for shaving cream. Yeah. And then I, do you know, I have not bought shaving cream for probably 10 years. Really? Yeah. And also, when you take the toiletries from a beloved vacation, it's a way to make the vacation last longer because your sense of smell is very closely oh. tied to your sense of memory. I know. I love to... um just take out the little bottle of lotion and when I smell it I'm like oh I'm on a ship (laughs) (laughs) it really is but bye Mr. Proudfoot Bye. bye that is criminal yes just like this one guess what we're going back to Florida it's a Florida hat trick I just came back from there and I'm here to say aptly named okay uh, I want to tell you about a lady her name is Beth. Hi, Beth. Beth is 60. Mm-hmm. She got into an argument Monday with her 83-year-old roomie. Now, they live in the Teakwood Village Mobile Home Park in Largo, which is a suburb of Tampa. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, roommate squabbles, probably not that uncommon. Oh, yeah. You know, Beth gets so mad at her roommate when she just leaves her teeth on the counter and she hasn't even bothered to put them in the in the cleaner. Right. Mm-hmm. Where's my polygrap? Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, who stole my uh, depends? I mean, you never know. Right. Mm-hmm. We're all going to get there at some point. Hopefully. Uh, just hope that you don't turn into Beth Red. Oh. Because while arguments are one thing, it's what she did following that argument that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status. Does it involve a rifle? No, no, that's a good guess. Does it involve a bedpan? Uh, oh my <laughs> God, really? it's like you don't <laughs> even have to know. Really, it does? <laughs> it does, in fact. <laughs> oh, no. I wouldn't call it a bedpan. I don't think we use those much anymore. But this oh. is, uh, the object in question is a I'm trying to look at the name of this thing again. Oh, because it's technical. It's a full plastic handheld urinal. Oh, is it like a shiwi? <laughs> a shiwi. <laughs> I, I think it just it looks like a pitcher with the handle that you stick your you know or you stick it up there, and then you whiz and then you just take it to the, the toilet and yes. dump it out. Yeah, so it's like an a industrial shiwi. size shiwi. Well, you know what a shiwi is, right? I'm assuming that's something like this. I don't know. Well, Here, look the, at she- the, the shiwi is a thing that you put on your thing so that you can direction, you know, you can no, use it's not velocity. Like a, it, this, just look at this. It okay. literally looks like a lemonade pitcher with like an off-center. Am I looking? Okay. Oh, it, yeah. Uh-huh. It looks like mm-hmm. you could just pop your stuff in there. Yep. Uh Take a whiz bang. And then dispose. And then dispose. Well, okay, here's what happened. (laughs) Beth got into an argument with her male 83-year-old roommate inside their residence. Mm -hmm. And according to the arrest affidavit, first threw a metal cane and soda cans at her roomie, by the way, (laughs) Theodore Hamilton. Uh, He was struck but not injured. (laughs) She then tossed items while a nurse, Joyce, was inside the home. Oof. Saying, stop it! (laughs) When Lawrence sought to intervene, uh, that is the the, the uh, old gentleman. No, Lawrence, the nurse. The, uh, yeah, when Lawrence sought to intervene, she was hit multiple times in the stomach by Ms. Redden, who also uses another surname, Manani. I don't know why, but that's just a part of the story. As the nurse uh, tried to, you know, calm things down, honey. Um, Beth was in the arms with within arm's reach of a full plastic handheld urinal, which was filled with, you guessed it, 
wee wee. That's nasty. Of I mean, Mr. I, Hamilton. I mean, I guess what else would it be filled with Mountain Dew? So, you know. She then oh. whipped the urinal at the back of the nurse's head, hitting ah. her with the urinal, the contents of her. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Flew out and soaked the lady as well as the interior of the residence. A lot of people were covered in wet liquid, according to the police officer who arrived on the scene. Oh, no. That is just a level of... Ick? Yeah. Like, that's just, you know, like... Ick? Yeah. Just when you think you're enjoying your sunset, you know, years, or what do do we call them? The golden years? The golden years. Well, Beth comes at you with a handheld urinal. At least it wasn't a handheld duty. At least it wasn't a Tim Hortons. (laughs) Can you do that on the back end? What do you mean? Can you put that thing up there in the behind area? Well, I'm sure if it's wide enough. Okay. You can do anything if you try hard enough. Okay. Ah, well. Anyway, she was showers for the golden years. (laughs) Golden girls. And golden showers. Okay, when we come back, I'm sorry, I'm just going to leave this story. Bye! I'm going to flush that story down the toilet. (laughs) When we come back, I think we're doing a throwback live, aren't we? We sure are. We have special guest Rocco. Indeed. Okay, we'll do that when we return right here on My Talk 1071.